TNT is back. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to do this consistently. So we did our over-under episode, you know, we gave all the over-unders. Now we're about, what, nine games in the season, and we are back, man. It's your boy Titus, aka Black Chris Vernon, and I got the homies with me. Got the homie Q in the building. Q, what up, bro? What's poppin', bro? Not that much. Got the homie France. You know, you heard him on the last episode, LTBR in the building. You heard him on the last episode with the over-unders. Y'all heard all these guys before. France, what's happening? Here, man, we're ready, man. We're, we're so far almost 10 games into the season. It's been an exciting season so far. Filled with a lot of drama, good games, storylines, uh, some, some more defense than last year, some new officiating rules. It's all good. It's all good. Thank God for these new rules. These new rules are fun. I'm enjoying the new rules. The game be over in two hours. That's the change. It's like, oh, look at this. The game ended. I think an underrated change for me with the rules is the review rule. Like, not having reviews every 17 seconds has been great. I, I, I'll be honest. Like, I, I, I had more problem with the reviews than, like, the foul baiting or whatever. The yeah. Reviews bothered, the reviews bothered me more than, like, Trey Young or James Harden leaning into a shot. Bro, when we're in the playoffs and you're reviewing where the dude that knocked the ball out of bounds hit it last or if it grazed the man's pinky that he knocked the ball off of, we, we've gone too far. We've gone too far. Because at no point when you hit the ball were you like, oh, I'm going to knock it off his pinky, off the tip of his pinky, and then we'll get the ball back. That's not – that was never your plan. That was not part of the plan at all. It just happened. Can't give you the ball off that. So yeah, I'm I'm so happy that that we that that's gone because those those are really drastic. That combined with the fouls was making the games last for seven years for sure. So I'm glad we got some some regulations on that for certain. Uh, let's jump into it, man. Uh, the seasons you know about the team and like I said, what are some of y'all's? I'm passing you first, Q. What are some of your surprises, disappointments, anything that you thinking? What's some of the biggest things you've seen so far? I mean, I think the biggest one that you have to take away from is that they've been in the news the entire season for not always the best reasons, but <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. And you look at the you look at the Nets, and on paper, if you said, "Hey, a team with Kevin Durant and James Harden is still a Finals contender," and even without Kyrie Irving, if right. Kyrie Irving doesn't come back this season, you look at a team with Kevin Durant and James Harden. To people on the NBA 75. Freedom Fighter. The best Refer him as Freedom Fighter, Kyrie Irving, please. <laughs> Freedom uh, Fighter. Rebel, Sol- Re- Rebel Soldier, uh, Kyrie <laughs> Rebel Irving. Sol- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you look at Kevin Durant and James Harden, and it's two of the best players of all time, and you're like, okay, this can this team can make the finals. But James Harden is a real issue. Kevin Durant looks amazing as usual. The fact that he still looks this good after a torn Achilles, this is being, this is his what? 14th year in the league. Exactly. Kevin Durant's a it's fucking insane. alien and will be an MVP candidate perennially if he stays if he stays healthy. But James Harden is a real issue. And yeah, the foul stuff and the lack of calls that James Harden is getting is one thing. But James Harden isn't driving anymore. Uh even going and finishing at the rim. He's not yeah. taking as many shots. His passing looks great. James Harden is one of the best passers ever. So like his passing looks great, but he's turning down shots and it's a complete uh, lack of determination to go and get to the basket and shoot. And he's recovering from injury too, which is a big thing that hamstring injury that kept him out for a good part of the season last year and during the postseason. And that hamstring is a real issue for him, especially for the way that he plays. But 
if we're not gonna get a James Harden that even resembles the guy that James that Brooklyn got for like his first like 20 games in Brooklyn where he looked like the best player in the league, then Brooklyn is in real trouble. And Kevin Durant playing at this all NBA all-time level can only do so much because it's not like they have consistent scoring that's going to come from anywhere else unless you're expecting that to come from Joe Harris and Patty Mills. At that point, you're asking Joe Harris and Patty Mills to be primary and secondary playmakers and scorers for you, and that's not what you're looking for. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that, France? I think Patty Mills is definitely the best pickup so far this offseason because oh, sure. I've, I've seen so many games where he just keeps them alive. He's shooting the hell out of the three ball. And I'm just like, yo, like, yeah, yeah, I have the best backup available right now to, like, keep you guys afloat. The Harden thing, I agree. He definitely looks doesn't look like himself. He is aging, coming off that injury as well. Um, but he's also, like, have to adjust to these new rules. Like everybody had been talking about these rules as the Harden rules, the Trey Young rules. And we've seen the early preseason when Steph didn't get that call. We're like, is it going to be consistent? And we've seen Harden not get a bunch of calls. And I feel like there is a narrative existing around Harden and the way he manipulated uh, foul calls because a crazy staggering stat was that like he shot like 11 free throws in his first three games when he's been averaging 11 free throws a game his career. And it's like, what? What is, is, is this foul really almost stripped his power? It's like these fouls will strip your powers away. And, <laughs> but I do really genuinely feel like he does get fouled sometimes and they're eating the whistle too, though. I'm not going to lie. No, he, does, he does get no, fouled. He absolutely like, is. Yeah. Like, even if you go back and watch Houston games and it's annoying when he kicks the leg out and all that stuff, that shit was always annoying. But people will talk about James Harden and they'll, and they'll forget. James Harden drives to the basket the majority of possessions. If he's not taking a step back three, he's driving to the basket, and neither is him going yeah, up for a, for a runner, floater, finishing at the rim, or he's kicking it out. He does get fouled, but at the same time, when he's not getting those foul calls, he does. In consequence, that does make someone stop driving to the basket, and right, like, like that's one of James Harden's biggest uh, biggest strengths. I think James Harden is one of the quickest first steps I've ever seen. Like he has real twitchy movements. His first step mm-hmm. when he when he uh, when he's in a when he's in a, when he's in a triple threat position or whatever, his fir- his first step is ridiculous. And combine that with the uh, lack of burst that might be coming what recovering from the hamstring injury and then being uh, discouraged by maybe the lack of foul calls this dude isn't driving to the rim and isn't getting and isn't even putting him putting himself in position to get those fouls anymore. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it is he's got to get trust in the hamstring back because he clearly doesn't trust it. He's even spoken to it. He clearly doesn't trust it yet. Um, I think he's trying to get, get it back. When he gets that back, he'll be better. But I think like he's a, he's a smart offensive player. He'll adjust to the rules one way or another. I can't see him being that good a score and not being able to figure something out. Right. But I just can't see that happening. But then I think I have a solution to this guys. Absolution. All right. right. Everyone talks about how strong James Harden is. It is time for low post James Harden. It's time to operate out the post. Just going down there, bully people, because he's strong in everybody his position. You know what I'm saying? It's time for James to operate out of the post on some LeBron stuff. James Harden is like a – he's effectively a point guard, and he has – Amazing footwork. Like I keep putting like yes. all these like superlatives that superlative things like best ever this or that attached to James Harden, but like he is like footwork, his movements. He really is elite on all those levels, and it always did bother me that James Harden is a fucking six 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 seven tank, 
and yes. didn't want, and had amazing footwork and didn't want to back anybody down. <laughs> like it was always so like so weird to me. Yeah, like that's an easy way for him to just go get a bucket and see it go through and be like, okay, let me see him get some points from this this direction. And if you're backing people down, you're gonna have to get fouls naturally there, right? Just from that. Just that type of style of play, that physical play is going to get you some more fouls anyway. So it's time for him to just adjust, especially until he gets full trust back and belief in himself again. You know, I think it's the best option. I definitely think it's the best option for him. Uh, you got any more friends? You got any disappointment, surprises this year so far for you? Disapp- I, I think there's two different answers. So you want my disappointment first or my surprise first? Uh, let's be positive first and then come back and swing back to negativity. All right, the surprise for me... Honestly, it has to be the Raptors, man. I thought they were going to be in in complete tank mode. You know what I'm saying? And now they're that scrappy team in the East that, like, everybody sees on their schedule and does that, like, like just a sigh of, like, stress. Right. Like, damn, I have to right. really try hard to beat <laughs> Chris Boucher and, and Fred Van Fleet. Like, what is happening? Why, why, why are these guys so good? They, they're really feisty. And I got to give credit to the organization for being competitive like this. Um, it's weird when you're in the middle of the pack, when you're not bottom barrel, but you're not a contender, you know? Right. Um, so it's like, do you decide to try to find a way to build upward, which now may, it might be possible for them to uh, say, hey, look, we're not as bad as people think we are with a couple pieces, things shifting around and the conference is a little bit more open. Like, yeah, we can we can become something good in a couple years. Or is it just the beginning of the season and then, you know, 40 games from now, they're, they're, they look completely what we thought they would. I don't know, but they've been surprising me so far. Yeah, man. Uh, the Scotty Barnes thing seems to actually have some legs. He might be decent. Like, if he's actually... Because the thing with him was he couldn't shoot. I think mm-hmm. Sam Vucini uh, at the Ringer described... I mean, at the Athletic described him as a uh, no-tool player at one point. Because mm-hmm. it's like he has... He does these things nicely, but it's like not in a, at, a, at a level that you really want. It's really... Everything with him is really raw. But he seems to have figured something out, man. Like you said, Toronto's organization, man. I don't think they've had a young player really fail there yet. You know what I'm saying? We got this, we got the Beyblade, of course, but even he had a run for a minute, you know. And and he's still a solid player. He's just not what they thought he could be. OG and Anobi's taking a step forward, which is perfect for them because I, I like OG a lot anyway. So he's taking a step forward. Is dope. Um, they got they definitely got something going. They don't have a seven. They're doing all this with no seven footers. Like they don't play anybody over seven feet. <laughs> Everybody's like six nine. Like, yeah, we're gonna go out here and make it rock. Wingspan, team wingspan over there. Um, a surprise for me personally, and I have three listed, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with this one because I'm sure it'll surprise you guys. Evan Mobley's good at defense, and he's a rookie, and that's not supposed to be a thing. And he's like terrifyingly good at defense. Evan he's Mobley legitimately is, like the he's the best like defensive rookie like right. since. Like AD, <laughs> like what is it? I'm watching like, yo, what is happening? And he might be better than AD was at defense when AD first came in. <laughs> he might be. He might be. It's crazy. Evan Mobley is nice, but it is a problem on the defensive end of the court, man. I hate so much. He's gonna waste seven years of his career in Cleveland. I really hate that for him. But you know what? I, I appreciate. I love a rookie dedicated to playing some defense, man. I ain't, I love a, a defensively minded rookie because everybody trying to eat buckets. My man's like, I got defense. Don't worry about it. I got this defense for you, and I like that. He's leading the lead in contested shots, man. Like this, he's part. He's part of the reason why you look at the Cavs and they're like, wait, I don't know if they're a bad team anymore. Like, I mean, they are, but you know, no, but like, they're faking it well right now. No, no, but no, but it's like, 
when you have someone like Mobley, he's a floor raiser and he's such a floor yeah. raiser only as a, as a rookie, which is the scary thing. So yeah. you look at the Cavs and you look, this is like a weird fucking team. You see Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, Laurie Markin, and before he went into protocol, uh, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Kevin Love, and like this is a weird ass team. But you look at it, and Evan Mobley is such a floor raiser and can like give you good perimeter defense and contest shots. And don't even try coming inside because if you get past Evan Mobley, then there's Jared Allen right there. And he right. might not be the best defender, but then Laurie Markin, and if you get past those two, Laurie Markin is there. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's a it's a funky, interesting lineup and team and team that they have. Right. But ultimately, Evan Mobley is a complete floor raiser just off the just off the defensive end. And this guy is only going to get better and become a more productive guy on offense. He's still averaging like fourteen points a game, still giving still giving you something. Uh, low low post threat lob threat and it's giving you that stuff and eventually you'll see the shooting come but evan mobley is such a floor raiser for that team that as a rookie you can see this and you're like if the Cavs finish a little bit below 500 you're i'm not going to be shocked because evan mobley is that kind of player yeah and i feel like the Cavs are a team that really benefits from regular season time where it's like teams aren't really locked in and it's like you you come in off a night and you gotta play this weird lineup like bro why lori marking at three what is happening or what what am i supposed to do with this i feel like they benefit from that where teams don't really have game plan time so they're, they're really a, a regular season issue especially early on it's like what what is what are we looking at right now why is this happening what is this roster you know uh i saw some highlights of them against dame last night it was like oh yeah yeah that was yeah undersized guards are not enjoying their lives right now for sure playing cleveland no it's not it's not a good time bro he, he um, he's he moves his feet so so well like yes if you just look at yeah. any possession where he's where he switched on to a guard just look at his feet it's he, his, his feet move ridiculously well for someone that for someone that's all someone he's that's all should not move their feet in. that well right right he's yeah he's he's another one of these mutants is uh is evan mobley already on, on track to be a better defending than the Rudy bear ever was uh, probably, probably, probably more. Uh, I might have him above. He can guard a guard, so I have him above. I have him above Rudy right now. Well, that's what, well, that's what I'm saying. Like Rudy is like, you know, a top a top five rim protector ever. But mm-hmm. like, there is credence to what you're saying because it's like if Evan Mobley can like even be slightly below Rudy's rim protecting level, but at the same time he can contest shots out on the perimeter and stay in, and, and like help stay like uh. In the rate in the race with guards, then yeah, we're looking at someone that in the next two, three, four years is going to be the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like shades when AD was like guarding Jimmy in the playoffs in the finals. Like, okay, AD, you just gonna have the Jimmy Butler assignment, and he was fine. He's like, yeah, that's fine. I got it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> he was going crazy. You know, it's it's not like that. Like having that having a big that can do that is just it it sets everything. It makes everything easier. For everybody involved, you know, uh, disappointment. If you gave your disappointment, do you have a, a pleasant surprise? A uh, pleasant, pleasant surprise. Uh, let's go, Jordan Poole. Let's go, Jordan Poole. I think that uh, yes, we got Jordan Poole coming so, up later. So the so the Warriors. A lot of people were coming in like really high on the Warriors. And I right. thought that was interesting just because, well, Clay still isn't back, but a lot of people were putting a stock into Jordan Poole getting better. And Jordan Poole's play in the preseason had people uh, 
kept people encouraged. He didn't play off. Right. He didn't play bad last season. He showed signs of improvement then. But I think a lot of it is like people just around the Warriors, around the practices, around the camp, and they just see Jordan Poole's mentality and see that this is a guy that's hungry and like wants to get better and has the right mindset for this. And Jordan Poole is becoming everything that the Warriors have never had, which is yeah. – someone who can do the same things that Steph Curry does with the second unit. They yeah. never had that ever. That's a fact. That's a fact. And this guy being able to be a consistent 17, 18 point per game score, 19 point per game score and hold down the fort while they're waiting for clay to get back. That's, that's big. That's a guy that yeah. can lead a second unit. And for how good the Warriors have been in their peak years, they've never had a super strong second unit. It's always been an overpowering starting five. And then when that starting five play, plays with the second unit, they're able to keep the second unit afloat. And then when everyone comes back in, you, you, don't, have, you don't really have a chance. Now with this, Jordan Poole is – coming off screens and doing the curl screens and the pin downs. And he's doing all the same Steph Curry actions. He's doing all the same off ball stuff that we've seen Steph do. And who knows what Jordan Poole's ceiling is. I don't know if Jordan Poole is ever going to be like an all-star level guy or anything. Like he's still like 22, 21 years old. Like the guy still has a way to go, but for him to, have taken all these actions and taken all these plays and everything and uh, have seamlessly integrated those into his game. I think that shows that the Warriors can develop their young guys. Like they do it. They do just have to be like good uh, pieces that fit and that they're willing to work with these guys. Cause this is Jordan Poole's third season. Now I think that it gets forgotten yeah. because we've had so much basketball crammed into the last year that you right, forget right. that Jordan Poole's third season. And He's developed really, really well, and over the course of the season, we'll see if he still gets those same shot attempts and maybe those numbers drop off. But I think this Jordan Poole thing is real, and if it stays like this, the Warriors, like I don't, I don't want to jump out the window and say they're the best team in the West, but they're the scariest team in the West. Mm, their whole problem because that Clay Thompson, like I don't, I for one don't. My expectations for Clay are kind of in the middle. Like I'm sure his shooting will be fine, but I don't know how much running around he can do how fast he'll be because that was a big part of his offensive game too like it wouldn't just stand in the corner and bust it was it was i'm moving around the court i'm running off screens i don't know how much that he can do especially early on coming off the achilles and the acl like i know kd broke the mold but we can't compare people to kd it's it's not yeah, kd is like god like yeah <laughs> it's just not fair it's just not fair you can't we can't base anything off what kd did you know um, but I do think he'll be okay. But if that there could be a time where Kate, you have to guard Curry, Thompson, and Poole, and I wish you the best. I wish <laughs> I wish you all the best all three of them on the court at the same time. I, I, I think the Warriors, uh, they're seeing things that we don't see, and they set up Clay's return to be so successful because right now they're second in deficient in, def, in defensive rating. Uh, right. So that that already lets you know it's like all right. Clay might not have a step forward in defense, but we're going to be able to supply him with enough people around him that can defend in, in the absence of if he becomes a liability from his his recovery. And obviously, everybody has had the Achilles tear, loses a step on defense, even Kevin Durant. No one's susceptible to it. Sure. But if it's shooting, which I I fully trust the shooter's touch will not go away. Be fine. If, yeah. if the shooting is just fine and you got pool that's kind of streaky hot, Curry's out there, there's just a magnet on breaking down defenses just from him walking and moving 
moving around away from the ball with the ball and then clay being in, in the right spots as always like the the warriors still have their moments of like warrior basketball and that's why like oh, early dude, and, and they and they have and they have more and they have more like playmakers and passers too. Like we all know how good Draymond is as a passer. Now you bring Iggy back into the fold. Otto Porter can be it can be it can be a good playmaker and passer for you. And then Nemanja Bialisa, and we've seen how good he can be. And like we've seen him bringing the ball yes. up the court in his in his passing. And like I've watched a lot of Kings basketball over the years. I've always liked Bialisa. And Miami wasn't the best fit for him for whatever reason. I think that he's a good, serviceable guy on any roster. But the Warriors, like, beautiful game, Spurs, 2013 brand of basketball, Bielisa fits right into that. And when you have these shooters, when you have Poole, uh, Clay, Curry, even Juan Toscano-Anderson on a good day, Damian Poole on a good day, and then you have these passers like Draymond, Otto Porter, and Bielisa – the Warriors is 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 looking scary, man. Y'all gonna stop not naming Andrew Wiggins? Y'all talk about just gonna say Warriors. I, I, was, actually, I was I was actually just about to mention. No, no, no. I was about to mention Andrew Wiggins. It's funny because he'll have moments where he's a spark plug and he doesn't stop shooting even when he has like he's, he's like one for seven, Lord one knows, for eight. He does not. You know what I'm saying? And I, I appreciate that confidence in him. But the right. one thing I really want at I want to understand the system a little more. There's so many times where I see a pin down screen and we've seen it over the years, countless amount of time in the last five years, a pin down screen where Curry somehow cuts back to the corner, to the corner for a corner three. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, it's like clockwork at this point. Like I think we can make right. that read at this point from watching it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm joking, but I'll see, I'll see Wiggins miss that read or miss that play. And I'm like, look at Curry in the corner, just waiting for it. Like these are the moments where like you need to, make sure you're invested fully into the system because they got yeah. the Warriors ball thing going. Um, I remember years back when KD got injured in the Portland series and Clay Thompson, uh, Clay Thompson, Dre and, and Steph were like really happy to show what the three of them can look like again. And, you know, Iggy's important because he moves the ball. He understands where to move the ball to. Like I, I'm pretty surprised ple- and, and pleasantly happy with how the Warriors have been playing. I think they should be getting more credit as a, as a contender over my, my Los Angeles Lakers, which I'm not happy of how they look so far. I can't wait till we get to that. Yeah. Yeah. The Lakers, that's, that's one of those. Uh, a disappointment for me so far is honestly got to be the Damian Lillard experience in Portland. Mm. Hey, my man's, my man's. Uh, it was a it was a hot summer on you. His album was pretty good. I will say I did enjoy the album. I don't know if y'all checked it out. I did enjoy it. Um, but you keep telling me how you loyal. Your team keep being sorry. I'm tired of one better for Dame. Dame wants for himself. I really am. I'm sick of it. Um. He's not looked good this year either. And I feel like if you have a summer like this, you at least need to look good when you play. And he has not been consistent or good that much this season. And I don't I don't like what I'm saying there. So I, I just want I, I want the Dame experience to, to step up. You know, I want that to be a lot better than it is so far. I'm a little bit down on that right now. But also this could be a case of with the trailers, okay. So it's finally just done there. Like this roster that they put together that continues to fail, then the old has not really improved. It's 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 over. You know, could this finally be that? Maybe. I mean, it should have been it should have been that a while ago. I will say that there are plenty of stars that like you can throw Demi Little into that same pile of like James Harden and like Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic that like haven't played like super great to start the season and like. 
those guys, their track records, track records have been proven. So like you have to give them the benefit of the doubt that their numbers will get back to like what we expect from them at, so, at some point during the season. And those like yeah. a small sample size, but at the same time, the Trailblazers are not good. They're That's not good. Team. And Dame, as I mentioned before, like with, with other guys, Dame is always such a floor raiser that you always feel like you're in contention because Damian Lillard can almost like win you a game single-handedly. Right. And if that is running out, if that might not be what you can rely on anymore, no one else in that roster can do that for you. And they have pieces that I like. I like Anthony Simons a lot, actually. I really, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan I of his. CJ CJ McCollum has his moments, and he's usually pretty consistent. And sometimes he just disappears for a stretch of games. But I do, but I do like CJ. But as often talked about with the Blazers, their defense is perennially fucking atrocious. And yes, usually they would be in, they'd still be in games because their offense can be can blow up and just be so powerful sometimes that it can it can uh it can balance that out. But if that offense isn't hitting, if Damian Lillard isn't hitting, if Damian Lillard isn't going to be a 30 point per game scorer for you, and there's no one else that can really create their own shots on a consistent level and anything like that. If you can't rely on that, then yeah, that's, that's a lottery team. That is a lottery team. And I don't want that to be the case for the Blazers, but I think they're a team that's, overrated themselves perennially for the last 10 years. I think that they overrate themselves in their roster and their ceiling all the time. And that's led to not making moves that really have made a bunch of sense. And granted, I'll give, I'll get, I'll give Dame some grace. Dame was injured during the Olympics was recovering from an injury. He had his stuff going on too. So we'll see if Dame in the next 10 to 15 games picks it back up, hopefully. But if Dame isn't going to be the guy that he's been for the last four or five years, this is a lottery team. And after that, then I don't, I don't think that you can move forward with this anymore. Yeah. Honestly, the lottery is kind of their best bet because look, like you said, they should have brought this up years ago. They were, they've been in that purgatory that you don't want to be in where you have a team that can make the playoffs, but you're never going to like barring disaster. You're not going to make real noise in the playoffs. And they just would not accept that fact. Because they made the worst – making that worst conference finals was the worst thing possible for them. I've said this before. Them making the worst conference finals that year let them – made them fake believe that they were actually like, oh, we might actually move away from the – from the from you know, doing something. Maybe if KD's out here, we're a different team. And the fact is you're not because if KD wasn't there and you played the Warriors, history has shown Stephen Curry owns Dame Lillard at all points of basketball. So it, it wouldn't have gone well. You would have got sent home. Maybe you wouldn't have won a game, but you would have got sent home the same way. Like, it wouldn't have mattered, right? And I feel like they bought into their own hype a little too much in that situation instead of looking at it like, oh, we just got swept in the rest of conference finals. Maybe we're not that close, guys. Maybe we're maybe we're still kind of far away because we got swept. So, you know, it's not, it wasn't much to build off of there. And I just feel like they, they've never really looked at it and accepted that. And I think part of it is probably because – they want to make Dame happy. And I feel like Dame is fiercely loyal to everybody there. Like there was a story I remember coming out that they were supposed to, they tried to fire Terry Sides years ago and Dame's teacher like, no, we're not doing that. Right. And probably would have been the right decision, honestly, because Sides clearly had a ceiling. Um, I think part of it is that, but also it's like, I, I don't know, Matini do this all the time. They just buy into where they're at and just think that's all they, that's what it takes. And it's just not, it's not it. And it's, it's time they have that wake up call. It's definitely time they have the wake up call in Portland. Uh, France, who's disappointed you so far? Um, 
<laughs> you know, a uh, quick little breaking news. We just got an update here um, from Shams. LeBron is out for at least a week. So let me a express. Week? Oh, I saw it's the Thunder game. It's the week now. Oh, out for at least one week. So let me express my disappointment with <laughs> the Lakers because. All right. Look, when the Westbrook thing came, when the Westbrook thing happened, was I was I the most excited? I tried my best to I tried my best to find the optimism of it because I knew for a fact big threes pairing never works in the first like 20, 30, 40 games of the season. That's fine. I was okay with that. But I'm still like, you know what? Another ball handler, Westbrook's ferocious, can ha- hold me down throughout the regular season when LeBron's load managing, or like now missing a week, we'll be fine. But from watching all of their games and even going to their games in person, thank goodness, I'm just thinking to myself. Yo, I never feel like the Lakers look scary. I never feel like Anthony Davis is consistently great, which is being called upon. We want to give him the keys. We want him to give him the keys so bad, but he keeps parallel parking in the wrong spots and not reading the signs and, and getting tickets. And it's like, all right, man, like <laughs> I want this car to be yours, but not, not if you're going to put a boot on it every time. You know, and look, I'm watch. I love Westbrook's ferocity because I, I got a chance to watch the game and I send you guys pictures like I was damn near front row and I was so happy to like hear the stuff. I can hear the fouls and I see Westbrook sucking his teeth when people will come like ready to play defense on him from the, from the Rockets. And then he'll like try to play defense on them and they blow past him. And then the next play, he does the exact same thing over. I'm just like, this guy is the literal definition of insanity. It drives you nuts. Um, but I, But to our credit, we're not we don't have THT we don't have Kendrick Nunn I would very much hope that with those two guys integrated we look very different and every time I watch Caruso on the Bulls I shed tears I just wonder why did we let him go cute things are so bad he said we ain't got THT or Kendrick Nunn (laughs) I know THT I like THT but we can't be dependent on THT no, no, no. The, the, we believe it or not, the Lakers gambled on THT for sure. So they definitely did. They definitely so did. T, if not none, at least THT needs to be a guy. This is yeah. this is a solid contributor yeah. and defender. So believe, we put all the marbles in the, at the table and said, THT, we're banking on you to level up. You right. know what I'm saying? He hasn't been right. healthy. He hasn't. We don't even know what he looks like yet. But I want to assume that those two young guys in the core obviously changes everything because I love when Melo's going crazy, but I never want Melo to be my savior for a game. I want him to be in addition to the firepower. And just, I've seen plenty of games already where he's the leading scorer. And he's the reason why we're winning. And I'm just like, I can't That's rely on this. <laughs> That's a problem. That can't be a thing. I can't rely on this. Thing. And then no. I see some LeBron games where I'm just like, Man, why do why why did my fantasy league draft LeBron in the in the late twenties? Like LeBron looks amazing, but then we get an update like this. He's out for a week. I'm like, oh yeah, he's thirty six, and I'm literally watching this guy load manage. Like they're taking free throws, and he just walks on up on the other end. He's like, I'll wait for you guys over here. <laughs> Anything he can do to run the least, he will do. Right. Like, it's one of the funniest thing to me about LeBron is that his. Anytime they ask him about low man, he's insisting like, no, nah, I want to play as much as possible. I want to give the fans a show. But then he's playing. It's like, LeBron, you probably should have sat down because you're not helping anything. You're just on the end of the court. A lot of times you've seen LeBron like not go up the court on a fast break on offense or defense. I mean, it's hanging at like half court. He'll get to half court. They're not already missed a shot. It's like, yeah, okay, okay, LeBron. Like, sometimes just sit down, bro. It's okay. Okay. The, the big three had a fantastic performance against Houston on on Tuesday, Tuesday night, yeah. where they all scored very efficient and they all scored over 20. And we won by two points. That's a problem. 
I mean, a, that's a major problem. And then we play them on Sunday, but we blow them out, but we don't even score 100 points. So, like, I'm not happy with neither win. And neither win covered the spread. <laughs> so you did nothing for me there, neither. <laughs> you lost all accounts. To make it worse, the spread on Sunday was minus 11, and they won by 10. Like, I'm literally watching it. So I'm like, see, this is, this is... This, that's disrespectful. I, I'm watching it happen. I'm watching it unfold. <laughs> that's really disrespectful. Yeah. Uh, Q, um, so um, you were you were the one who said the Lakers weren't going to do it last year. I will give you props. You did you did see that coming. You did see it coming. <laughs> so how, Look, how you feel about them so far? I think the Lakers will figure out whatever system they need to accommodate everybody on offense. I think that they'll figure they yeah. can figure that out. Yeah. Even though, look, LeBron's the greatest, right? Him deciding he wanted Russell Westbrook instead of Buddy Heald and KCP is fucking stupid. But I give I will give credit to LeBron's basketball IQ and even Russ's basketball IQ, and you know, and say that they figure out this offense thing. But if they can't become a, an elite defense again, this team is cooked. If they can't For become sure. an elite defense right now, they're 17th sure. in defensive rating. And if you go through like the Lakers years, like go through that first Lakers year where they were just smothering people on defense. Yeah, it was sick. Like, and like, how much of that is like, LeBron isn't the same anymore. AD, either he's hurt or doesn't have the same motivation. Like, who knows what's going on with AD? But you're also missing Alex Caruso. You're also missing KCP, guys that gave you good effort on defense. And you're trying to fill those holes with Russell Westbrook and like these other people and Carmelo Anthony. Elite Monk. Elite Monk. Elite defender, elite monk. I'm elite monk. Like yeah. this, I will give them the grace to figure out the offense. I think that eventually, if you do have Russ as the screener and him rolling and maybe doing a fade to yes. the mid range and letting him do his yeah. like little like bank shot in the mid range area, maybe they can figure that out and figure they'll figure out those kind of things. But that defense. If they can't figure out this defense and try to find a way to maybe climb back into that top ten, or anything this this team isn't gonna go anywhere and right like i look at the west and the west is in a weird state the suns aren't really that good so far maybe they'll pick that up like the suns haven't been great um and the mat and the mavs and blazers are you know in that in the in the in a we in a weird phase even the nuggets yoke looks amazing but the nuggets don't look great like you would look at that, maybe the Lakers, if AD gets his head on straight and LeBron is healthy, that the Lakers could go in there and like steal a two seed. But until they figure this defense out, I don't trust this team at all. Yeah, and one thing with me is I I do trust Frank Vogel to kind of get it together on defensive end over time because one thing about Frank, Frank's gonna let these dudes play right now, but once he figures out who's not contributing, he's gonna bench them. Like once you're not adding to it, Frank is not afraid to put some dudes on the bench that just need to keep on the bench. He's not worried about that, right? And I think we said that me and Frank said on the show, um, on the over under preview show that we did, like every team with Russ last few years on offense has started terribly slow. It's just it's an adjustment period that takes place because Russ is basically playing himself out of whatever random knee clean out he had that summer. And then by like the midpoint of the season, he's about 30 games. He's about, it's like, okay, there's Russ. Like, you figure something out, right? By like January, if something's figured out, Russ, the offense is fine. But yeah, defensively, that's why I'm worried about them defensively. I'm so worried about their wings in the playoffs. Like, when I said, like, you got to rely on Carmelo Anthony. I don't know how much you can do, how long you can do that. I don't trust Malik Monk fully. Like, I don't know where they go with those positions. I The defense has got to, I feel like defense can improve because Vogel's a defensive coach anyway. 
But they just got a lot to figure out. And if LeBron's not going to be healthy and you're not going to be able to have him all every game, that chemistry's going to matter, right? Because I love AD, but AD going to miss at least five games at some point in the season. Like, at least five, he's going to miss it. Right. Every, got- <laughs> every time he falls, like, you just have to gasp. And I'm just like, can you fall so much? What, can you stop falling like this, please? Can, can, what, what can we do to make you stop falling like this? Um, it, honestly, no, another thing about the Lakers, too, is, like, not too much to, like, weigh on other, like, bigger sports media like on, or television, but they want the Nets and the Lakers so bad. Oh, they do. So bad. Really and do. I'm watching these teams. I'm like, I don't even think they're a top three team in their conference and you guys just want to keep pushing this narrative of these are the teams that will be in the finals or they're their favorites or their contenders. And I'm looking at Miami. Miami's looking vicious. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at Golden yeah. State. They're looking crazy. Phoenix is still all right. Like there's a lot of the teams. I'm just like, all right, hold on guys. Like I know we want this Kevin Durant and Westbrook versus J- uh, versus James Harden, James Harden, Kevin Durant versus Westbrook, LeBron versus KD East versus West, New York versus Cali. Like, but like, let's call it what it is. Miami's looking spooky. Oh man, I just thought about so many corny Tupac and Big rollouts that would happen if Brooklyn and the Lakers met in the finals, and I just got upset. Bleacher, Bleacher Report would for sure have oh, the Brooklyn jersey and Tupac yes. and the Lakers jersey. Like my, one, yes. of my, one of my best friends is a Brooklyn Nets fan, <laughs> and we have both agreed that people want this so bad that we don't want it for ourselves anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I understand it. I, I, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, well, France, we let you get your disappointment out about your team. Um, mm, Q. Uh, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> I have a question for you. All right, I have to, I have to lead into it with my, with my sound effect. We're gonna start the game early. All right, you ready? Oh shit, I messed it up. I'm not good at this. Q. Do you believe in the power of players only meetings? And no, I don't. Because if you're, if you're, no, I don't. Because if you remember the 2020 bubble playoffs, this is what happened when the Celtics were getting their asses smacked around by Miami. <laughs> um, another one of these players only meetings happens, and it's funny that somehow the only the Celtics players only meetings happen to leak, and then nothing ever really comes from it. That's right. <laughs> nothing changes. Look, man. Um, there's been a lot of talk about the Celtics, right? And it's like, yes, yes. Marcus Smart saying that Jalen and Jason don't pass, and like, uh, Jay- shout out to Bebop breakdown for making Marcus Smart look crazy. By the way, I don't know if y'all saw that video. Yeah, I did. no, Marcus Smart. Mar- Mar- Marcus that's the coach. That's the coach. That's the coach. He got a body. Marcus was full of shit when he said that. Like, so like, is Tatum taking? This is, a, this is the frustrating part of being a Jason Tatum fan, right? Is that, like, I watch Jason Tatum all the time. And Jason Tatum is one of the best difficult shot makers in the league. He really is a disciple of that whole Kobe taking difficult shots thing. But yes. they go win, and they go win at a good enough clip. That's where you're like, okay, like, you can live with it. But that's not happening right now. And instead of doing that, you would hope they focus more on Jalen, who's been off to a fantastic start to the right. season. And then in the fourth right. quarter, it feels like J- uh, Jalen gets kind of iced out. So Jason can go and take his side step threes and long twos. And that's not ideal. And I want them to figure that out. But 
I do have an issue with this idea that like these things fall at the feet of Jason and Jalen. Jason mm. and Jalen are 23 and 24 years old. They are both knockdown shooting three and D wings who can like who have grown exponentially over the course of their NBA careers. What the fuck do you want from them? What more do you want Everything. from these two than they've than, than they've already done so far? Jason Tatum single-handedly got them in the fucking playing game. Like, 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 what, like, what exactly? Like, well, one, one in the playing games. Like, what exactly do you want these guys to do? Like, the roster is a mess. The roster is a complete mess. The second unit in Boston has been a mess for years now, and. Jason, when he first came in, you know, there was a bunch of stuff about Jason's playmaking or lack of playmaking and his low assist numbers and everything. And like, that was all true. I've watched Jason. Jason has gotten better at this. Jason has gotten better at looking for his teammates. But who the fuck is he supposed to be passing to? Marcus Smart. So he <laughs> Marcus Smart is an average three point shooter. That's what he's supposed to be passing to. Got to make sure Marcus Smart gets his shots. Right. Got to make sure Al Horford. Gets his shots. Well, Q, 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 was it a case of like right message, wrong messenger? Just because I do feel like Jason's taking too many shots right now. I, do, I think that Jason's trying to force himself into a group. He's forcing it a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one he's thing forcing. I'm learning. One thing I'm learning more than ever is sometimes in life, it's it's not it's not what's it's what it's not what's said. It's like just who says it, and this is like Marcus Smart. Like you might have a point, but you're not the person to be telling them that. You know what I mean? Right. And, but right. but I also feel like it's putting. Like people always compare uh, Jason and Jalen to Paul George and Kawhi, and mm-hmm. I remember watching that first Clippers Kawhi game in 2019 when he when he joined the Clippers, and I watched him just dissect the Lakers, playing point yeah. forward, running the offense, Again, and double. I was just like, ho- yeah, I was just like, holy shit! Like Kawhi, like got even better over the summer somehow, and. Kawhi was like 29 already when he did that. Yes. Jason's 23. Jalen's 24. And these guys have already accomplished and done so much in their short NBA careers. Give them a fucking point guard, man. Like, right. Like they've had right. these score first point guards. And it's not like it's not that these that that that, that doesn't help, but that those guys can be valuable. Go back and watch some of those Kyrie Boston games in Kyrie's first year. Like, like it's like really beautiful offense or like even like Kyrie put like a 20 assist game that year or something ridiculous like 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 some of the Kyrie some of the Kyrie stuff during that first Boston season is like beautiful basketball Kemba at his best was like that was beautiful basketball to watch but they've never had a pass first point guard which is why Celtics fans wanted Lonzo so bad last season they wanted Lonzo really bad and we wound up with Dennis Mm -hmm. Schroeder who's a definite improvement over playing Jeff Teague like, like that. Yeah. That is yeah. uh, that is a definite improvement. But no one gets to the basket for no reason more than Jeff Teague. By the way, I, I look. I look at this. I look at the Celtics and I look at a team that has no identity on offense. Mm. That's a lot of ISO ball. They don't trust each other, or they ice each other out. And on defense, they used to be. Uh, they used to be a top ten offense and top ten defensive team, which is like the mark of these elite NBA teams. Mm-hmm. They're no longer a defensive team either. They have no defensive identity. And right now, I look at. I, I see the Celtics, and I don't even know if there's a playoff team. Maybe mm. Jason gets it together and he's a floor raiser, and they win some games just through attrition because Jason's that good, and Jalen continues to ascend. But with no identity on offense, no identity on defense, 
this team does not deserve to be in the playoffs. And I felt this way last year. I thought it was weird mm-hmm. coming into the season that people were talking about the Celtics being better and like having them in the same conversation in the East. I always thought it was weird. I'm like, no, like the Celtics, they don't know who they are. And if you can even figure out that defensive part that they used to have down pat in the Brad Stevens era until things started to fall apart. And I don't know what it, where it comes from. I don't know if it's Jason and Jalen don't get along. I don't know if it's a Marcus Smart thing, whatever it is. Right. But this team has no identity, and yeah, they need. To, I, I don't. I don't know what to do with them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I would do want to say like it's funny because you look at their assist numbers. They're actually like a middle of the pack team in assists when it comes to totals and per game. But then you look at it. If you watch the game, you don't see it. And then if you look at it, their leading assist man is Dennis Schroeder at six, and that's. He don't even like getting assists. The Boston, not Boston, he wants to do. Boston's problem, like you guys, okay, you guys watch. Like, how many times have you watched Boston games, and in the fourth quarter, it's nothing but iso ball. That's it. Yeah, it's it's iso. It's always that. It's always that in the fourth quarter. Like for sure. Like watching like the twenty twenty bubble playoffs and watching them squander the lead to the rest frustrating or watching them in the closing moments of the Miami game or the Miami games and watching them here. It's the same problem that's been going on for like two years now. Yeah. Like in the fourth quarter, it's ISO ball, no matter who was coming from, whether it's coming from Jason, Jalen, Marcus smart for some fucking reason or whatever, <laughs> like, like, like ISO ball, <laughs> ISO ball in the fourth quarter of the Celtics present and Celtics games is a persistent problem. I don't know how yeah. you fix that. Like, I don't know. Like, and, and at some point then, like, I'm willing to put some of the blame on the players. Because then if mm-hmm. you don't play together and you're two guys as exponentially talented as Jalen and Jason are, like, what's the point? Because, like, you, right. you guys do so much more damage working together than you do separately taking 29-foot sidestep threes. Like, mm. you, like, you, like, but... I don't that that's that's to me that's just been the Celtics' main problem. Other than like not having never having a big man, and I feel like Robert Williams is gonna is gonna have a have a good season if he stays yeah. healthy. But yeah, other than other than like the lack of big man death, which has always been a Celtics' problem, the main mm-hmm. thing has been this fourth quarter ISO ball, and like I don't see this problem changing this year. They're gonna be in a lot of close yeah. games, and they're gonna lose them because they're gonna play this kind of this kind of way. Right, and I feel like that's the thing, right? The and what something you said earlier was about the, the the lack of depth. This a lot of this is the sins of Danny Ainge, honestly. But he got out before the bottom fell out like it is this year. But Danny didn't make the right moves in terms of building the bench. He like you said, he he never really got the right point. The Kyrie thing could have I'm not the Kyrie thing could have worried, but it's it's Kyrie. He's fighting for our freedom right now. What can I say? You know, he's he's always had big fish fry. Um but like I said, they never really just got them a playmaking point guard to let them to help them learn how to facilitate better because they're still really figuring a lot of this out on the fly. And like I said, there's 23, 20, 24, I think. And that Paul George squad thing, we talked about that in the chat the other day. Like, yo, Paul George squad didn't figure out how to, how to do this until they're like eight years in the league, eight or nine years in the league. They just really became good playmakers. You can't, I understand these guys have had a lot of success. I mean, when you can take a lot of that success they've had early on, it was a lot of just by way of the Eastern Conference was God awful and a waste of space. Like, that's really what was going on, right? They used to make the conference finals. That wasn't a conference finals team in a traditional sense. It was, I mean, who else was going to get here in the East, right? Somebody got to play LeBron. Somebody, somebody got to play the Cavs, you know? It was it was really one of those type things. And that early success accelerated a lot of timelines that just aren't natural. 
Like these guys still have to learn the game in a way that takes time and takes energy and takes effort and takes coaching. It takes a whole system of everything for them to really develop in that way that you want to see them develop. And, you know, and I feel like a lot of people just miss that part of it with this team. And I used to, I want to see Brown and Tatum stuff in playmaking this year. But then when I sit back, it's like, I mean, this is kind of natural. I understand they, they're getting their points to get scoring is fun. Young players like to score points. People on the 20, you know, they like getting buckets this, and they know this, they can go this again. Get I, I, like I said this earlier, who the fuck are they supposed to be passing to? Yes. Like, that's the, who's the shoot? Like, who's the shooter? Like, who's the shooter? Peyton here? Pritchard. Who's like the, yeah, like Pey- Peyton Pritchard and Romeo Langford. And I like, and I like those guys, but it's like, who are they supposed to be deferring to to make sure that they, like, oh yeah, I know that if I pass this ball here, that Marcus Smart's going to knock that shot down. Marcus right. Smart has been in the league since 2015. I have no reason to have any faith that Marcus Smart is going to get any better as a shooter, like, uh, as, as of this moment. I have no, I have no faith in that. So, or he like, his, like, he what, had like his best year last year, or was it the year before? Like, yeah, like a really good year, one year, I remember, I think, right? He's still, the, but that's he's not still, indicative. Like, as the three point shooting in the league gets better, like, and you're having guys shooting like 42% from three, it's like, yeah, like, 36 37% is like good but like that's yeah. but like that, that, that's becoming though. like that's not becoming like that's not a great number and when that's right. the majority of your shots like yeah he took yeah he took he's shooting 28% this year he shot 33% last year on six attempts like that's not that's not getting it done it's just not like like that like that's the part that's the part that I don't really get. It's like someone like when, when people talk about like the uh like the co- like the Kobe without Shaq years, you know the kind of transition right. year before Pau Gasol and everything. And you look at Kobe's numbers and like look at the Lakers and it's like, what the, what, what the fuck did you want him to do? Like what like what exactly <laughs> are you asking him to be doing here? Like I'm I'm so I'm sorry that he's I'm sorry that he's not finding the right the right passing for Shannon Brown. Like like, like, like I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, I do think there's something to be said for just trying your teammates at all, even if they're terrible, right? Because just to make everybody feel good about themselves, I think it does help. But also, I don't know how you balance making them feel good when they're just not good. You know, you know when you want to pass. Look at the Grizzlies, right? Look at the Grizzlies. Yes. And look at like the leap John Moran is taking. You know why John Morant feels comfortable passing the ball, even though he can go out there and average thirty probably if he wanted to right now. Because Desmond Bain is a shooter. Yes. Anthony Melton can shoot. Jared, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. for like him missing all this time and all this kind of stuff. Jaron Jackson Jr. can still knock down a three and can be a seven foot nigga that can drive can, that can drive to the rim and do runners and floaters. Like you right. have some people that you can, yeah. that you yeah. that you trust. Even Dylan Brooks when he comes back and Kyle Anderson can play make a little bit. Like there's a level of trust there. I don't blame Jalen uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum for not trusting these niggas. I don't. I don't blame yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just natural. France, what you, you get in on this, man? What you? What, how you feeling, bro? I do think there's some a little bit of overreaction for it though, because some of the games that the Knicks game, the Wizards game, overtime losses, and that Knicks game still the best game of this entire fucking That's year. True. It might be the best. It really yeah. might be the best game of the season. It's 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 gonna be hard to beat. So yeah. I, Celtics, I'm, Celtics, Celtics are always in some shit like that. Whether it's like the Lakers games, the Clippers games. The Celtics don't care like, about your heart. The Celtics on national Celtics. TV do not care about your well being. They really don't. If you're a Celtics yeah. fan, they're gonna make it as dramatic as possible on national TV. 
Yeah, like and you look back at that game, you're just like, yo, if Tatum just shot the ball just a little better, we win that game. You know, because he was he really struggled that night. Uh, Brown opened the season with 50 points, and then uh, they they be switching right. Sometimes Tatum will have the hot hand, Brown will have the hot hand. Um, there's a lot it was, of late, it happened last night. There's a lot of late <laughs> late game execution, especially on defense. It doesn't get like doesn't really get implemented. So like they kind of stay away from things that has been successful for them. So like, I feel like they can fix it. And some of the games they've lost was like, right. Could have easily flipped in their direction. And we wouldn't be having this conversation like we are now. It's that bulls loss that really broke the, the camel's hump. Yeah. To like, yeah. Have us Being up 19 turns, but, in the but, fourth is a, and losing that is, is bad. That's a problem. Yeah, that, that was rough, man. But that says a lot about the Bulls team, in my opinion, because there's, there's, that's like the third game where they've been down and they almost came back. So, you know, that, that team's a little wacky and is and it's been fun, too. So the, the Bulls the Bulls are real. The Bulls are real. Yeah, I had DeMar DeRozan on my surprise list. I just didn't go with him. But like, DeMar averaging, what, 28, 27 this year? Shooting, he's shooting okay, threes like, at 30-something percent at a high, like 38 percent right now, which is – Hey, Demar! Welcome, so, welcome to so I welcome to modern basketball. So I so I don't know like how much Spurs basketball y'all watch like the last couple of years, but like Demar Rosen has been borderline All NBA like all of his Spurs seasons. Like the dude is really good and has been really good quietly for the last couple of years. Like he's his playmaking, sure. he's, he he's been his playmaking has improved like a ton under the Spurs. Yeah. Which is yeah. makes it weird. Like yeah, the one man. thing about the Bulls, if you want to like talk about them for a little bit, the one thing about the Bulls that I might want to see change is I feel like they're giving like too much like on ball uh on ball responsibility to Alonzo and Caruso. I feel like DeMar DeRozan, if you like saw his Spurs numbers and saw the his assist numbers and how he evolved as a player in, in uh in San Antonio I would let DeMar run the offense more so than I would like be giving Lonzo these like on ball responsibilities. I think Lonzo is a better off ball player than an on ball player. And I would, I would like to see DeMar uh, being the play initiator uh, more. And I think that that might come later on during the season, but for a team yeah. that's so new, so fresh, Vucevic came in the middle of the season, uh, Lonzo, DeMar, that. all Look, new additions. Yeah. And, who, Vooch? Yeah. Yeah, like, and then even and then even losing Patrick Williams, like, yeah, like this is a team that's still so new and fresh together right now that this hot start is encouraging. But I really, really think that by the middle of the season, end of the season, once these once these players get more comfortable with each other, because I don't think any of these guys are particularly selfish players either, right? Especially yeah, still figuring a lot out. But the Bulls. I'm not saying I think that they're like they're like a contending team yet. I'm not I'm not sure if I'm sold on that level. But mm-hmm. for a team that still pretty much just met each other a couple months ago and to be playing on this level and have the resilience on defense, which everyone thought was gonna be the Bulls problem, everyone thought it would be a defensive problem. And I honestly I never thought that ever. Like like I thought that between Lonzo and Caruso, that like having and, and like having like a defense is effort, right? And right. if you believe that you can win, if you believe that you have a chance, if you believe in your team, you play harder. And I think Zach Levine showed that in the Olympics. And I think that that's going to be a real thing. I think the defense is real for the Bulls. And then I think the offense will get better. So we'll see come January and February how the Bulls look. But I, that that team is real. 
I want to point this out a, about the Bulls. They are number one in defensive uh, rating. So, you know, you said the Q people were concerned about the Bulls defense and we can, the, the, the receipts have already been posted on NBA Twitter of all the analysts and people on television saying their defense would be terrible. Their defense would have no chance. They wouldn't be a contender. They'll be racing to be a play-in team. And I just think to myself, it's like, all right, they get a, how do they get a blue check and a job on national television and get it this wrong? I mean, is it not Zach Levine's fault though? Because Levine's never showed an interest in playing defense his entire life. The Bulls fucking until the sucks. Olympics. The and then sucks. when KD, no, no, you gotta think though. The Olympic at the Olympics, right? KD like Billy, he gonna play defense this year. And Levine goes, Nah, don't tell him that. He don't want to play defense. He just finally decided to. He's like, I guess I should do this. <laughs> I'm just being fair. I'm just being fair to the people, to the medias. <laughs> to me, like to me, like I always, defense has always been effort to me. Like you have to sure. like want to do it. Like uh, there's so many players in the NBA that could be better defensive players, but just decide not to be because they don't because they don't care about it. Like that, I think that's just a fact of basketball sometimes. Yeah. Like how many yeah. times we're going to talk about like Russell Westbrook with all his athletic gifts, how good of a defender Russell Westbrook could be. Yeah. He just Russell don't. He just he doesn't want to be. Russ Westbrook's offensive athleticism made people think he was good at defense. Because, like, no, there's yeah. no way someone that athletic is bad at defense, and he's bad. He's bad. He can, he'll, he'll, he'll jump a passing lane or two, but, yeah, like, he's bad. Yeah. He's, bad, he's, bad, he's yeah. bad at defense. But, like, you look at Russell Westbrook and look at the explosion and quickness and the, and the speed, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's no way that this dude should be a bad defender. But right. he is. So, like, is. I think I think, it's, I think it's an effort thing. And I think that now in a situation where, like, and who knows what the Bulls? Because, like, Zach Levine still hasn't gotten his deal. And for, for all we know, this might be just a one-season experiment. And Zach Levine's out the door after yeah. the after this season. Like, who knows? Yeah. But for the time being, I I think the Bulls in a weird East where Ben Simmons isn't back. And who knows when Ben Simmons comes back. And a Brooklyn team with James Harden not playing at his usual standards. It's, is it Chicago and Miami the at the top? The Bulls are in my in my if tier that that I created on the over under show. The Bulls are in my if tier, where if someone's star is not there, they can make a run. If someone's star in there, they can they can never make a playoff run. But the the question I have for the Bulls is, I know we all like we saw a lot of nice things about Demar Derozan, but um, playoff Derozan is a real thing. Uh, are we confident that's that's not going to show okay. up this year? I can push back on that. That was as a first option now. That was as a first option. And he is no longer the first option. I feel like there's guys that can like be the hot hand, whatever, in a given playoff series. Mm-hmm. And who know, we haven't seen Zach Levine in the playoffs. Like, so That's I can't true. sit there and say that like these things are gonna like it's gonna work out this way. But I do believe in the power of not having to be the first option in these things being solely decided on you anymore. And okay. I, I think that with the Bulls and like with three guys who can go out there and get you a bucket anyway, like any any way that they uh that they that they can, whether it's Vooch in the mm-hmm. post and being able to yeah. stretch out the three and Zach Levine off the dribble and his knockdown shooting or DeMar DeRozan in the mid range and I think that they have three different guys that can be good playoff scorers and with the pressure taken off of DeMar to go out there with LeBron and go head up with him. Like, I think I think that I, I think I expect to see a better DeMarco playoff time. Will he make the free throws that he missed in the playing game? 
<laughs> I hope so. Like I, I hope so. I like Demar. <laughs> Yo, believe it or not, though, I feel like playoff Levine will be a thing. Like, like there's a lot of people that didn't get a taste of the playoffs, and last year we saw a bunch of debuts. People went yeah, really Devin, far. Trey, Trey Young, Devin Booker. Like, yeah. I can see him having that kind of energy. Yeah, and Lord knows that man has suffered longer than all those guys have. He has suffered. The man suffered in Minnesota. Suffered in Chicago. He's he's been through a lot, so I I wish I would like for him to to have a nice playoff run. I like that. Yeah. Uh, some other t- another team I want to hit, man. So uh, what are the Pelicans doing, y'all? Anybody know? Anybody understand what's going on? David Griffin's out here lying about timelines. Uh, uh, making I'd up be, timelines. I'd be lying if I said I watch these Pelican games because I quite frankly don't. But. I don't know, man. You know, Zion, I, I want to see when Zion comes back and, and him get into shape and get things rolling for himself. But he, he hasn't set his best foot forward to complain about the organization. But I feel yeah, you, man. The, the, organi- the organization, you know, also isn't like setting people up for success. And it's, it's been it's it's been a very weird start to their season. Whatever plans they might have had or aspirations, it, it can't be going in the direction they want it. They've just made up stuff about like, oh yeah, Zion, he'll be back in like a week. And then Dave's like, nah, I never said that. Like, you did. That's what no, I heard I you say. <laughs> you said it. And now like, oh, he's gonna be reevaluated in two to three weeks. Zion might not play till January at this rate, bruh. Like, I, I don't I don't know what's going on um, there. I if you told if you like tried to give me like a percentage on like how confident I am that Zion even plays this season, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not <laughs> sure that, like, I'm over, like, 60% that I think Zion even plays this season. This is real, like, when Oladipo to the Andrew with the Heat and they just wouldn't tell us what happened and then suddenly, like, yeah, he's not playing this year. I got to like, come clean, man. I got to come clean, like, Zion doing that Mountain Dew commercial and looking, like, much just happier. It's not a good look. That shit look- who is his? Who are his agents? Because you can't let... Your man's who people already say don't be in shape, do Mountain Dew commercials. You can't. That can't be the sponsor that we go with. It, it's not. It's not the way. Or, or maybe it is a sponsor that you go with because that's, <laughs> that's exactly what's been happening. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's very relevant to what's happening, but it shouldn't be. Man, just give my man the chocolate milk sponsorship, like Kevin Love and, and Clay Thompson. That's the Pelicans, simple. man. Like, yeah, it's. It's a mess, and it takes away from, like, how monstrous Zion is when he's healthy. Like, Zion, when he's on the floor, is amazing, spectacular, dominant in a way that we haven't seen since Shaq in the paint. Like, it truly is remarkable. But now the off-court stuff, is getting to a point where it's really bleeding into the franchise and even Brandon Ingram and like his vast improvement the last two seasons, like that can't even save it. Losing Lonzo was one of the most ridiculous things that this stupid move. So goddamn stupid. Like the perfect guy to put with Zion Williams in this Lonzo ball and just deciding that you no longer wanted him. And yeah, Man, I don't know. Like, if Zion's healthy, like, I think a lot of people, like, view it as Zion's going to get better. Pelicans will get better. So they're like a bubble bubble playing team. But without Zion, as we're seeing, this is the worst team in the league. Man, and, even if he's there, I barely see them getting that, honestly. 
I really don't. I don't. I barely see them getting there. I just don't trust them. I don't. I don't think they uh, have nearly enough, especially without without Lonzo. Like you said, like I don't think. I. I mean, right now, if you look at the standards right now, I know it's early in the season. They got so much ground to make up with one win. <laughs> like they're already way behind. Phoenix is in the eight spot right now, bro. Like that's not gonna last. You yeah, know? yeah, but but, do, but yeah, like, do I see the Pelicans going on some win streak? No, I, like, I, that, I, I yeah, don't. that's what I'm saying. Like, I like, design because I don't see them as that, so I don't know. What, like, there's gonna have the, to, like the Rockets. The, the Rockets are better than the Pelicans. Like, I've watched the Rockets enough, and yeah. I think Jalen Green's gonna get better enough as the season goes on. The Rockets are better than the Pelicans. Yeah. Literally, every team above them, I would say, is better than them. I think the only team that might not be better than might be the Spurs. That might be it. Maybe they're better than the Spurs, but the Spurs have Greg Popovich. I trust them more than I trust y'all. They might. Be uh, I, I think the Spurs are better. <laughs> the Spurs, they might, the Spurs so, are better. the worst team in the West. The Pelicans, the, Pel- the Pelicans <laughs> without Zion are the worst team in the league. I'm sorry, Oklahoma City. Well, they got SGA. Don't the Pelicans o- have a worse o- record than than OKC right now? Yeah, but that's because they play more games. All right, all right. They have more right. chances. OKC's. They want it. Yeah, they play two more games. Yeah, but they got the same amount of wins. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they play two more games. What I'm saying, they've had two more chances to lose than it's, OKC has had. Okay? I've watched, I've watched you OKC and OKC games. should never have the same amount of wins. That's that's nasty work. <laughs> I've watched, I've watched OKC. Hey, games. they didn't play Lakers yet. They I've watched, Lakers I've yet. watched OKC. I've watched OKC games. Mm-hmm. That and like this is the same thing last year. They're a team that's way more competitive than you would think on paper. Like it's always like that. And SGA again, the right people might not want to watch the Thunder. There's a whole bunch of like young dudes out there running and gunning and doing wild shit, but SGA when he gets cooking, that that he's 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 must he's must see TV. SGA is fire, free SGA, free, <laughs> free SGA. SGA, man. Sick of it, sick of it. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's the I don't I don't know what to do with the Pelicans. Also, uh, let's talk about how David Griffin used a top. Uh, 15 a t- lottery pick on Jackson Hayes just to keep not playing Jackson Hayes, but you know, mm-hmm. one, thing, one of those mini drafts draft draft that everybody got excited about. Everybody loves the draft picks, everybody loves the draft. Then they get these picky dudes and be trash, get in the league and be Johnny Manziel. Shout out to Surf. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what Jackson Hayes did to them to why they not they hate really him so much. <laughs> but like, if he, even if you wanted to like look at the off, like the off course stuff to happen. Jackson Hayes was wronged in that situation. Like, right. like when, when right. the footage and the details actually came out, like, oh, yeah. police, like the police lied about the situation. So I'm like, is it that? Is it other stuff? Like, I don't know. But I remember when he didn't get selected for all rookie and he told all the boys to SMD. I was like, oh, you're yes. that. Okay. <laughs> okay, Jack. All right, Jackson. That's, that's my, how my, you get my, down. My, huh? man, my, my man got new, my man got new generation JaVale energy. <laughs> That's it. That's really it, though. That's really it, though, man. As we talked about Zion, man, we hit Memphis a little bit. Uh, one more thing I wanted to talk about is France. Hey, France. Ready. Um, France, you were excited for Kirstop's Porzingis post-ups and Jason Kidd offense before the season <clears throat> began. You were telling me how, how it was going to work in KP and everything was going to be beautiful. And the Mavs are sorry. What do you have to say about that? Oh. I'm gonna shoot, right. shoot him some bail. I'm gonna shoot, shoot him some bail real quick. Go ahead. KP, KP hasn't played in five game in five games so far, right? So, but we knew that was coming, right? Listen, listen, listen. So I'm gonna abstain from any judgment on the Jason Kidd, Chris Dabbs, Porzingis post up Mavericks for a few more weeks. 
But France, you got some explaining to do. <laughs> All right. So the, the the jury's not out yet on on the KP and Kid system. But I will say this: the defense. Dallas is a top 10 defense. So I'm really happy to see that defensively they're coming along and they're able to kind of like change things. And I feel like the way the new rules with the fouls of it's kind of hurt Luca in a little bit because he used to, he's also pretty good at manipulating and getting those calls, but it's also helped the entire league just balance defense as a whole. So I'm happy that what they sacrificed in offense, they've supplemented in defense. That's good so far, but the offense is, it is concerning to me because they're, they're a bottom five offense, right? They're 27th in the league. That's not good enough. You know what I'm saying? Luca still hasn't kicked it in the drive yet. He starts every season kind of slow, whether he's in shape or not. I don't know what, what it is about him. It takes him some time for him to ramp up and he keeps being in these MVP conversations. If he really wants that award, it's going to have to change in the near future. Um, Jalen Brunson, obviously, there's a ceiling on the team if Jason Brunson is your top three player. But so far with him being a starter, when KP being out, it's proving that, all right, Dallas, you don't need more centers at this point. You need another ball handler that can give Lucas some some relief and that can score. And for as small as Jalen Brunson is, I got to be honest, man, I, I feel confident every time he's, he's about to drive the basketball. He got he, hard. He has a lot of heart. He's got the hot hand. And for the last two games, he's been able to at least hit like big time shots in the fourth quarter. More than Luca, honestly. It's getting to the point where Luca actually is like, yo, Brunson, man, go go ahead, take over. Yesterday's Spurs game, Brunson hit like six shots in a row. He hadn't missed in like half an hour. So, I mean, is Brunson the, the solution? No, but he's showing that, all right, Luke, we have to break these habits. If if you want to transcend to that next level, you really want to be a contender, you're going to need that person to take this ball out of your hand so that you can move around the floor and do a bunch of other things as well. And the habits have to die hard somehow, some way. Uh, I am really content with the defense. I'm not happy with the offense, but I want to see how it progresses over time. Well, I do want to say the defense is 17th in defensive rating. Which is typically a measure people like. I don't. Uh, that's that's mid tier. Seventeenth. Yeah. I'm looking, defensive rating. I'm on NBA.com right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now they're they're number ten on my side. You got a defensive rating? Def- yes. Did you okay, make sure you did up. you make sure you hit the did you make sure you hit the column? <laughs> right, right. Because basketball reference got them at like it's like seventeen on basketball reference. Like they're behind the woods on basketball reference. All right then. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm 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 looking at the defensive rating from NBA.com. I see the I'm seeing them in the top ten. But you know what? If they're 17th on basketball reference, so let's let's find the median. We'll say they're 15th, so that'll be fine. They're like in the middle, so that's not bad. They're mid-level defense, which is probably better than they've been before. I always felt like Luca got a bad rep on defense. I feel like he's fine. It's he's not terrible. Not, yeah, he's just not. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the he, problem he's, is, he's, he's not like he's not a net negative. Right, right. The issue has been just he gets tired because he has a guard. There, there's you're sending great players at him. Like the problem has been the playoffs, right? That's what people see him in the playoffs. Like, okay, you have to. They're sending Kawhi and Paul George just repeatedly. You have to run the whole offense. You're not. There's only so much you can do. Only so much you can do. Um, but as someone who knows Jason, who doesn't believe in Jason Kidd at all, hey, but you know what? Best case scenario, right? They fire Jason Kidd. The next coach comes in five years later. You won the championship. That's. I mean, that's. That's what happened with the Bucks, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, um, my inside sources are saying that uh, if Jason Kidd doesn't work out, they got Derek Fisher on deck. So, oh, there we go. That's right. <laughs> That'll work. Who's wife is he going to fuck this time? <laughs> <laughs> you said, Ty, you feel like Mavericks what? 
I feel like the Mavericks organization escapes a lot of criticism for not being that good. Like, they just had a ridiculously chaotic offseason. People act like it didn't happen because they got Logo Luca, who can only shoot from the logo and nowhere else on the court. It's the weirdest thing ever. Um, but I, I don't feel like they built a good roster there. I just don't. I don't feel like they built a good team around around uh, Luca. Like, the KP thing was a stretch, you know. Uh, the, the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade, you know, that worked out pretty well. They got THJ, you know, of course. But, like, overall, that team is just not it. I don't like it. I look at it, and I just don't like what I look at. Like, Jalen Brunson's cool. But like, yeah, Jalen Brunson can't be your second best player. I don't know. I don't fully trust him as an organization. I just don't. The only benefit they have is that the West this year, in my opinion, has the most parity. Mid. The West is very mid this year. Yeah, the East is I, – I, I personally been feeling like the East has been better than the West for a few years, but now is the year where everybody's finally like, the East is better than the West. The problem with the East being better than the West was uh, uh, Golden State was at the top, and it just looked it – was, it was unfair. For even, even the last two years when Golden State wasn't really in the mix, like I felt like those years – the East was legit better, but I mean now it's undisputable in my opinion. And, yeah. and there's no there's there's no West team as a whole that I look at and I'm like I'm scared of them. Like Milwaukee, Milwaukee has moments where I'm like yo I'm still scared of Giannis. Miami's looking a little spooky right now. Like they, they, all the teams that are looking kind of scarier from the East really. And and and, yeah. the, and keep in mind with the Bucks, the Bucks haven't been healthy. Like this, they've missed right. Holiday and and now middle and now Middleton's going into protocol. Like like what we're seeing from the Bucks is still a Bucks team that's not healthy. Yeah, the Bucks team right now is a team that like they might not have a high seed in the playoffs, and that's the most terrifying thought for everybody else, right? Like imagine you're looking at a four a number four seed Bucks just because they had injuries. Everybody's coming to playoffs healthy. <laughs> like the four seed, I would. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? You tip it up there with your Knicks. It's like, oh, yeah, you got the Bucks first round. You're going home. You're going home. Um, let's say that, man. You mentioned, France, you mentioned the Heat, y'all. The Heat have a 16, a plus 16 point differential, bro. It's almost 17 points. Yeah, my favorite thing about the Heat is the beginning when, like, all the Tyler Hero quotes came out, like, you're just as good as Luka and Trey. And I, I low-key feel like this is this came from Jimmy. Like, Jimmy's sitting down talking to him one day, like, yo, you're just as good as Luka and Trey. And, Ty, and Tyler fully believes it, and so far it's performing like it. <laughs> I don't know how sustainable it is, yeah. but, but I really – I, mean, I, I appreciate that irrational confidence sometimes. The one thing Tyler hadn't let is irrational confidence. Um. But I feel like he's benefited also from, like, not having to facilitate, not having to worry about um, other things other than score, right? Like, you got two leaders. You got Jimmy and you got Kyle Lowry there. You just got to go get buckets, bro. That is Your job is to get buckets. You know what I'm saying? Trey and Luca's job is to conduct an entire symphony. And Tyler's just, like, the violinist. Just go hit this violin solo one time. Mm. And he do it. He hit it. He's very well. You know what I'm saying? It's a good year. He's 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 the one saying this year. Um, he's is he? Are you able to qualify for six man of the year? Play thirty minutes a game. I mean, I think as long as you're not like it's not listed as a start, I think you're good. Yeah, bro. Yeah, he play like thirty. He's like fourth in minutes on the team. He's not six man. I'm not. I'm not standing for this. He ain't getting a six man trophy in my own. Not on. Not on my watch. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> sick of it. <laughs> I snake the six man of the year awards. When's the uh, who's, who's the last white man that won six man of the year? Has there been one? 
No, for real. Who's the last white person that won Six Man of the Year? Wow, I can't think of it right now. I, oh I really goodness. don't know. I really oh, you, hold on, uh, we gotta go through Six Man of the Year history. I know, I know. Somebody, somebody, got, somebody talk about the heat while we look this up. John Havlicek won Six Man of the Year. How about that? <laughs> Mike Miller was the last white person that won Six Man of the oh, Year. Oh, yeah, Mike Miller. Oh, I would have yeah, guessed Mike Havlicek. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What was Mike Miller like? Two thousand three or something? Two thousand five, man! Wow. Oh my lord! Damn. <laughs> so there's like a Mike Miller post up in like Tyler Hero's like like locker room. Like that's what that's what's going on. Mike, Mike, <laughs> it's gotta be Mike Miller. Mike Miller and Tyler Hero probably about like the same level skill wise. So like that makes sense. You're right. Um, but the the Heat, man. People always talk, people talk about the, talk about the offense, and it's like. I think people forget that mm-hmm. like those guys can score. Like Jimmy Butler is perennially like is Jimmy Butler a top 10? Is Jimmy Butler a top 15 player in the league? And there's always this conversation. But Jimmy Butler quietly every season gets better. And he figures he figures it out on a different level. He just has a really high basketball IQ. And he's gonna go get his buckets when he needs to. But Kyle Lowry is the same way. Kyle Lowry isn't scoring a bunch so far. His numbers haven't been the best. That's good. Like that probably changes. But at the same time, you have these shooters in Tyler Harrow and Duncan Robinson. You have Marquise. You have Duncan Marquee hasn't Morris. been good yet, by the way, which is the scary. Duncan hasn't part. been. Yeah, that's the, like that's you, have, the you have Marquise Morris, who isn't as good as Marcus, but like he's still he's still a good he's still a good shooter. He's still right. He's still someone he's still someone I like a lot. I still like uh, I still like Dwayne Dedman more than some more than a lot of people do. And like finding someone like Max Strauss, like just like off the fucking street, pretty much like and just like throwing him into that rotation. He's getting significant minutes and. Who knows what this team looks like if they had Oladipo? Like I don't even know what Oladipo's like role on this team would look like right now if he was healthy. But he doesn't know either. This team, this team can score. They can score. They can score with you. They can up the pace. This team is in shape. They run, and obviously the defense is going to be the big calling card. This is like Eric Spolster's dream scenario to have <laughs> like Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo and PJ right. Tucker all on the same team. Like this is like Eric Spolster's playhouse. But at the same, but at the same time, these guys are reliable scorers too. Especially if Tyler Hero can keep it up, and then maybe eventually we get a hot run from Duncan Robinson. This yeah. is a very, very very dangerous team. And like I said, I always thought it was weird. The way people talked about the Celtics saying that the Celtics were going to come back and like, who knows what Philly ceiling, Philly ceiling is uh, right, right now. Like, you know, who, who knows? It. Like Joel has had injury issues already. Tobias is in protocol. And like your best player is Seth Curry. So like, who, <laughs> so who, so who, so who knows what like the sixth or ceiling is, but right. I do know one thing. Miami is, them versus the Bucks is gonna be some real nasty, oh grimy God. basketball. <laughs> I already hate that series. Like I already hate that series. How aggressive and annoying it's gonna I, be. I, I want it. I, I want that series. I'm already right. sick of. Right I already. Now. I already feel like I've heard the word gritty said 37 times, and I hate it. Cause that's what's gonna be said. Oh, this these gritty teams. That series is gonna be lit though. I like I'll, the fact that our best player in the game right now, Giannis, has a, has an intense rival. 
I like that. I like when teams have rivalry, when players have rivalries with whole teams. And this Giannis in the Heat feels like a thing, and I like that. I do they, enjoy they, that. They, they are they, they didn't do it last year, and like the team out last year was out of whack with like all these different new pieces that they tried to fit in. But like right now, they they spot, they can look like those twenty those uh, twenty twenty Giannis stoppers again. <laughs> Absolutely can. But Giannis, let's talk about Giannis. Um, he's quietly still expanding his game, and I, I just, I'm scared for, <laughs> bruh. Giannis is like shooting better. Yeah. It's still not great, but it's better. And he's not afraid of yeah. doing it. He's only, he's only twenty. And he's only twenty six. He's also like having his best year in terms of like assist totals, which is, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you about to do with this. I really don't. The Bucks aren't healthy. Like this is what I'm That's the, the problem. Bucks, They're not healthy. We, we and he's can, still doing. <laughs> like we can talk about the Miami all we want to. We can talk about the Bulls all we want to. But Drew Holiday has missed games so far this season, and Chris Middleton yeah. is in protocol. The Bucks are not healthy. When they get everyone back, they the Buck. Giannis is the type of dude where like he sees and hears everything. Right. Like. Right. You don't think that like when they're like when they like when they're back and then they see Miami or whoever circle on the schedule, the Giannis don't got something special for them. Okay. Giannis, Giannis, oh, yeah. Giannis got something special when he runs into them again. <laughs> <laughs> he wants it. He wants it. Oh, something we missed on Miami. Um, Bam being aggressive is finally happening, which that's, that's a game changer. It's definitely a game changer. Cause you got that anchor behind PJ, this is PJ, Jimmy Lowry trio of defenders. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, yeah yeah have fun have fun have a good time enjoy yourself enjoy I, yourself I want to see like part of me wants to see Brooklyn versus Miami like just yeah, to I see want that smoke. <laughs> I want like, that Katie smoke just, like Katie like Katie just gonna be looking like yo like I really gotta do this shit by myself right now I, like, I hope I <laughs> literally hope, by myself. I hope literally I hope Harden gets it to, I hope Harden gets it together I really hope yeah. he gets it together maybe even Kyrie gets vaccinated and like. <laughs> Whatever, but yeah, man. Like they, I want to see Kevin Durant looking season, across. We said it earlier where we don't feel like they need all three, but now looking at the Heat, I'm like, yo, the Nets might need all three. You might need <laughs> yeah. all three to beat them. That's insane. Like I, I would have never guess you needed Kyrie, Kevin, and James Harden to be the team. Like it's need two, any combination will do. But no, they they might need all three of them, maybe. And it's still gonna be an annoying series. Like you might, it might be the series that you win, but you lose because you're gonna lose the next because you're too tired because they put you through a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, um. <laughs> so, have you guys watched any watch any of the Jazz? Um, I gave up on the Jazz when they didn't do anything in the off season and decided that the team that should be Terrence Mann. They 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 did some off season moves. They did some off season moves. I consciously avoid you. Not major games. ones. <laughs> yeah. I need them to do so. I need them to shake the whole. Th- I need a shake up for that roster from last year. But they just ran it back too much. The Nuggets and the Jazz are playing on primetime TV, and I and I, I chose to go to bed early. And I was <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, I chose let, peace. Let, let, let me let me ask a question, right? So, is it possible that just last year that the Clippers were a bad matchup for the Jazz? Like, say if the Jazz had run into. The Mavericks uh, instead, like they should have. Okay. Yeah, you like know, say, say the Jazz runs to the Mavericks. I think they smoke the Mavericks. They do, but do they beat the? Do we think they beat the Suns? I think that they have a. I think I think that the Suns series was 
like maybe lean towards the Jazz. Honestly, I think the Clippers were just a bad matchup for them. But like if I really, if, if I really look at it, like if we're comparing no, it, like I we're think comparing you, Mike Conley versus Chris Paul, you have and, and, and comparing all that, I really do think that it was a matchup thing. So like I point, look at this for sure. and I look at the Jazz and they're doing the same thing they were doing last year, shooting like crazy, playing great defense. We'll see how the playoffs shake out. But I look at this and I'm like, all right, like if we want to sit there and sleep on the Jazz again, we can do that. But Hassan Whiteside in the second unit is giving good minutes. Eric Paschel, I, I don't think he's I don't think he's played a ton yet, but he's someone that I always liked on the Warriors. He's looked pretty he good be, in the little bit I've seen. He looked pretty good. I think I think that he can be a good contributor. Like you yeah. did, they didn't they didn't make major moves, but there's moves that I enjoy that the Jazz did. And like, yes, Rudy got sort of exposed last year again and like again i always think it's disgusting that a nigga that can't that has no offensive value got 200 million I'm like yes that's insane to me but yeah. at the same time that's that shouldn't be rudy's job to go out there and have to guard these niggas at the three-point line that shouldn't be root that shouldn't be rudy's job all i'm saying is i'm looking at the jazz and they're having the same exact numbers that they were having last year and if they don't run into a Clippers small ball lineup again, if they happen to run into like the Mavericks or this uh, this not as good Lakers team, I think that the Jazz do have an honest shot. I feel like I want to trust them, but I've seen Rudy get sent home, get the Jazz sent home the same way for like three years in a row, and I just I can't keep doing this to myself. I can't. I just can't do it. And it still feels like they're a Donovan Mitchell having a bad game away from being embarrassed. Right? Like, Donovan was a little hobbled last year. They had no offensive creation. Um, they're shooting. I li- they shoot a lot, and they shoot pretty well. But when it's off, it's – it's they're done. Right? Like, they rely on it heavily. When it's off, they, they have no shot. I I want to believe you. I do. I, you, know, you know I love Donovan Mitchell. Unlike – you and me love Don Mitchell, like some person on this, another person on this podcast. <clears throat> love slandering that man. Um, France. But yeah, uh, we love Don Mitchell. So I want to see it. I just can't trust it yet. I can't. I can't do it to myself again. I refuse. French, you, you, you got any thoughts on that? I also refuse. <laughs> <laughs> The Clippers were a bad matchup, guys. Come on. <laughs> but there's always a bad matchup when you have Rudy. Okay. There's always right. a bad matchup. I will give you they had a bad matchup if they weren't like if they didn't blow a lead that game. Like they, they blew yeah, they, they blew they blew a lead. They had a three two lead. Like I I know. Two one, two one, whatever. Two yeah, one. No, no, I mean not only did they blow a lead in the series, but they blew the they blew a lead game. in that game. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like I, I the bad matchups to me is like there's nothing you can do to win the series. Like it's like a four one, or it's like you you don't look competitive in any of the games. When you're blowing games and blowing leads, I I can't call it a bad matchup. I got I call you got outplayed. I ain't gonna lie, fam. Right. I'm tired. I'm so tired of seeing my man Dominic have these incredible playoff performances, putting up like 40 points a game, just to watch them struggle and lose by five at the end. Like, what more do you need to do? My man's just tired. He gave you. He gave you the boost. And let's not forget, like Donovan was hurt, like had the had the twisted ankle, all that he kind did. of stuff. He did. Like, right. 
You know, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, no one's going to talk about the jazz and, like, because, like, jazz fans get mad when you don't talk about the jazz. I'm just saying, like. I appreciate it. Yeah, I understand. Jazz fans do get, jazz fans do be mad since they be so upset. Um, I think that covers everything. Oh, so do we believe, this is what I did want to ask, do y'all believe in, in the Jordan Poole Golden State Warriors? We did kind of hit on them, but do we fully believe, are we invested in Jordan Poole Warriors? I believe. I do. I believe. I believe. I believe. Okay. Okay. Somebody got to win the best, right? Do you believe? Um, I want to. I really want to. Who do you believe in other than Miami? Other than Miami? I believe believe in the Bucks, like, long-term, because I just believe in Giannis that much. Um, I want to believe that James Harden is going to get it back and then that's going to be a problem. I do want to believe that, and I'm leaning towards it. I believe you know that 76 is our first round exit. I believe in the Hawks. That. Yeah, Trey's mm. gonna stop playing at some point, right? He's gonna get better at some point. Um, but John Collins yeah, is doing yeah, his thing. Yeah, but at the and, same time, it's like we're talking, we're talking about we're talking about a healthy like Hawks team, and people forget that they didn't have Reddish or Hunter like during that during that yeah. playoff run last year, and Hunter yeah. is getting better, and so is Reddish. And even if right. and even if Trey's like uh, scoring numbers might take a little bit of a dip, if those guys are coming into their that's own, a deep and roster. They have like and yeah, that's a deep roster with like versatile wing defenders and guys who can shoot threes and like drive and everything. And they're running college at the five. Yeah, even if Trey takes a, a step bit. back, that's a that's a very very interesting team. You know the scary thing, the scariest thing for the Hawks for me last year wasn't. Um, necessarily, I mean, they, I know I, they got there. Last year was weird, but they got there and they looked like the. I know they played like the most mentally broken team in the history of basketball in the in the Philadelphia 76ers. But like, thing that scared me in the playoffs was there was never a point that you thought would come where Trey Young actually got exposed on defense. They hit him so well, like yeah. he got hidden so well on the defensive end of the court. And that's the really scary factor because they have guys like if Reddish is defending, uh, Hunter's. I mean, Hunter's obviously going to be a defender, right? You run a lineup out with Trey, Reddish, Hunter, Collins, Capella. He, you can hide. It doesn't. He's good. You can hide Trey somewhere. The crazier part is he. They're, they're, they're hiding him during games. He's not shooting well neither. And they can still be like right. survive, they can still survive. He's he's not having to. He's not been made to pay. Right, he has not been made to pay for his size and probably and like because I don't even think Trey Young being bad at defense is ever is like necessarily he doesn't want to be good. He's just small and small dudes can't necessarily be good at defense, you know, in the modern game. It's just not a thing that you're gonna be able to do because guys have too many tricks nowadays for you to pull that off. But he's not been exposed at all on the end of the court. That was the weirdest thing in the playoffs to me because I just knew at some point it was gonna happen and it just didn't happen. Hey, I got, I got some like odd, I got some odds updates. We're talking about teams we believe in. If you believe oh, in the Milwaukee, if you believe in the Milwaukee Bucks, they are currently uh, plus seven fifty to win the entire title. Hundred dollars gets you seven hundred fifty dollars. That's a really good payout. Oh, Golden God. State is plus nine hundred, and Miami Heat is plus fourteen hundred. We might got to We might got to come together. We might got to come together and drop some some money, yeah, we, guys. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta put a pool together for that heat. We gotta put at least fifty. How, how, how was that still Miami's odds? <laughs> right, Miami is the but the Nets are plus two fifty and the Lakers are plus five fifty. I'm telling you, the people want the Lakers oh, and Nets nah, so Miami. bad. 
Yeah, they yeah, want I, them. So- I, we had to get off this. When we get off air, we definitely got to put a pool together because that's look. Yeah, it, while every right while now. every while mainstream media is convincing the odd makers to make the Nets and the Lakers the favorites, let's let's go to the Bucks and Warriors in Miami. Let's sprinkle some money yes. there. I'm with it. I'm and with we it. and we, we come back and we be we be good after the finals. Right. <laughs> right. right. I promise. I got, you. I got something for you guys. Okay, so like before we get off of here, who is gonna be your surprise? all-star this year and i'll give you three names and if like if either one of them if like any of them aren't who you pick you want to pick someone else you can pick someone else but who is more likely to be an all-star between john collins miles bridges and jordan pool okay okay i'm going with bridges Uh, pool's not making it because he's in the west yeah being a guard in the west is you know you're not getting that um who the other two you said miles bridges John, John Collins. Collins. I might gotta go with Bridges, man. Bridges is cold, bro. I'm telling you, I really it's think Collins, Collins going at the forward, right? Yeah, yeah. He might have the positional yeah. advantage, but oh as, yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as the better player, Br- Bridges right now is cold, bro. Bridges is nasty. I, I think he does. Bridges might have he does highlights where he gets it, bro. The best thing he did was not take where the he's gonna get it. The best thing he did was not take that extension because now it's like, hey, I'm worth way more now, and this bro, that's like, the definition of gambling on yourself. <laughs> that's a fact, bro. He does everything like that. Like he'll do a random like bully ball post up, a transition three, like just like like yo, like what's going on here? Did he become the better bridges like quickly all of a sudden? Because Mikael was nice. I think, uh, Mikhail's good for what his role is. Like yeah. he could get better, but like Mikhail is perfect for his role. Right. I don't know if Mikhail could be doing what Miles is doing right now. Yeah, bro. Miles is on some other stuff right now. Miles is really wild right now, bro. I'm telling you, He's I really watched wilding. him like he'll sit there and like do a bully ball, mouse in the house, post up. They do a screen. You get like a guard gets switched on him. And you just back him down and bully him. Next thing I know, dude just pull up and like there's nothing but net. Like <laughs> It's just a problem, bro. It's a real problem. <laughs> and I hope it's not like just, you know, contract year vibes. I hope it's like legitimately where a level they say and gets that. Because I want the Hornets to be good. Because we deserve a good Hornets team because they're broadcasting. Hot take, y'all. You ready for this? I got the Minnesota Timberwolves back in the playoffs this year. Oh, now um, you oh, now you want to now you want to jump on Timberwolves band like oh my get this nigga out I'm an Anthony man. Edwards guy what you mean I'm an Anthony Edwards oh. dude I've been Anthony Edwards dude I'm not a cat guy that's the difference I just laid off of him because he's been through a lot but I'm not a Edwards, cat guy but I'm an Anthony Edwards guy I've I've seen some Timberwolves games and Edwards and his creativity with with his shots his step back it's, is that's just crazy yeah. <laughs> yeah my man's my man's getting the bag he's getting he's getting the tool bag. Um, my um, my, I, I want to say my main concern with Timberwolves is the fact that the twenty year old seems to be the leader of that team, and I don't know what that says about D'Angelo Russell and Cat, but it says a lot to me about I, them personally. I, I mean, Cat, Cat, that the twenty year old is the leader. Cat tries, Cat tries has tried harder on defense in the last year or so, so like that's been encouraging to see. But Anthony Edwards is yeah. absolutely like the heart of that team. Oh, for sure. I got one more name to throw at you. Uh. 2022 All-Star, Seth Curry. What you think? All right, guys. And bro, you know what? Bro, bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yo, come on. Look, look, yo. Look, I knew look. This. 
We not doing no, Seth Curry for all. He's the second game. best player on a, on a, on a maybe top four seed. Hey, look, I just picked up Seth Curry on my fantasy league, so I have no Seth Curry slander to, to, to spread. I'm only rooting for him. Yo, well, come they on, are you a 10-game and stretch away from the lottery. You go, yo, come on, you can't Seth, Seth Curry, no? I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Yeah, Seth Curry come thing. on, bro. I'm not. Come on, bro. I'm not doing, no. You mad, you mad that Seth Curry, Curry performing in Philly better than Ben Simmons ever did? That's what Matt, that's Watch him out, first of all. First of all, watch him out. That's what you mad about, bro? <laughs> they, they were the one seed with Ben Simmons last year. They ain't even one seed right now. Be respectful. That's, good. that's crazy, bro. Be respectful. <laughs> Be respectful. <laughs> They did. I ain't gonna lie. Charles Hills looked crazy losing to uh, Tobias Harris and Joe and Joel and Beadless uh uh team seventy six team. That's a bad look, Chauncey and Dane. How lose? How you lose to that on purpose? South Curry won. South Curry won the one. South Curry won the uh won the head to head with Dane. It's like I don't know what to tell you, bro. It's it's crazy because I'm I know so many organizations, the Blazers, Mavericks. They gotta be looking at Seth Curry like. Damn, we can still use you around here, but you know, yeah, and, and, but but then I wanted to keep him. So like, they let Seth Curry go. I was so well, mad. Portland, I, was so I understand because Portland, Portland, at some point you gotta stop having small guards in Portland. At some no, point, the, the Dallas. I was so mad. I was that's, so mad when when, when Dallas let him go. I, was I don't know so what that mad. was. Yeah, this this still trusting Josh Richardson thing. I don't know why we. He's 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 Josh Richardson is like the Miami Heat culture poster poster boy, like Heat culture. Look what we did for him. Isn't Josh Richardson on? He's on the Celtics. He's a, he's, a, he's, a Celtic, he's a Celtic now, but like yeah, Josh. Oh, Richardson, hey, they're, 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 no, I'm saying Josh, he was on. Josh, the Mavericks he was fucking awful on the Mavs. Explains yeah. it. It explains the Celtics season. You got to get rid of Richardson, man. <laughs> nah, for real, Richardson. <laughs> look, man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like Yo. the Celtics, the Mavericks traded him for Seth Curry. I traded Seth Curry for him, right? In that way, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't get. I. I. I will never understand why Dallas did that. Never. And Josh was like, it, I can see if Josh was good that year in Philly, but he wasn't. He was bad. He was very not good. Yeah, everybody been trying to chase that my that one Miami year, and it's like, <laughs> all right, Philly couldn't get it, Dallas couldn't get it, hey, yeah. Boston couldn't get it, and somebody else gonna that be like, Miami. all right, he got he might got one more destination as a try. We don't get it. We don't talk enough about how like Miami had a nasty roster that made the playoffs, and they made some they gave some nasty contracts out. Remember the Tyler Johnson contract? Oh, remember that? God damn! God damn! <laughs> the Deion Tyler Waiters Johnson, is Tyler Johnson still on the Nets? <laughs> I don't know where he's at. Deion Waiters, Deion Waiters in his gummies, man. <laughs> Yo, Deion Waiters in the gummies. Hassan, they gave us Hassan Whiteside. The, the two years of Hassan Whiteside. Uh, I, he has some promise though. I, I give him a pass. He, he has some promise. He looked. Is it promise if you've been around for like seven years, but you finally got good for one? Is that still considered promise? What's the I mean, window? What's what's the window? Like I feel like a solid four years. Like if they're eighteen coming into the league, right? Seven years into their career, they're only what 24, 25? Like yeah. They can still have another solid window of their prime, like from 25 to like 29 and be good players. That's another solid three, four years. I love Hassan Whiteside because he never actually learned how to play defense. He was just like, I can block shots. That's all that really matters. <laughs> Tyler Johnson's only 29 years old. That God is damn. incredible. Is, is, is he still on the team? It says he last played for the Brooklyn Nets, so I'm assuming he's not there yet. I'm waiting for Wikipedia page to open up. Just being mad slow. Yeah, I, I I have I don't know if he's on the nuts. Tyler I mean, Johnson and Rudy Gobert are the same age, y'all. I just want y'all to really let that sink in. Sheesh. <laughs> uh, said 
Yeah, I guess he's not playing this year because they don't have him on the team. Yeah, the Knicks don't have him on the roster no more. So yeah. Well, my boy, my, my, my boy in Shanghai. Damn. <laughs> It'd be like that, man. <laughs> At least Dennis Schroeder avoided the Shanghai because I definitely he said it over there. I was like, dang, Dennis, man, you got to go do Reggie Jackson for a year, bro. That's crazy. Reggie Jackson really fucked up his bag. <laughs> Didn't he, though? Dennis Schroeder ain't never giving him money. <laughs> nah, Dennis is out of here. Dennis is Dennis lost all that bread. Every piece of it. Uh, Yeah, man. Then, so, Tim Bulls in the playoffs, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm going, they come out the Hawks in January. Um, I'm definitely going to see that. I think the Hawks play the Bulls and the Timberwolves. Uh, Anthony Edwards homecoming. That's all I'm here for is Anthony Edwards homecoming in Atlanta. I'm getting my ammo out. Am I trifling if I wear Anthony Edwards jersey to a Hawks game? No, that's the boy. That's the boy there. You like you 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 be, you'd be would, cool with that. I would I would wear a a Ben Simmons jersey too, but we gotta talk about that. Um, you need to burn that bitch. I can't. I still got my Carson Wentz jersey in the closet. I just I, I'm not a jersey burner. I don't respect jersey bur- jersey burning culture, so I just let these jerseys sit and, sit and collect dust. No, oh, yeah, you need to be, that was an awful purchase. <laughs> Don't don't hate. I was trying to rep for my I was rep for my man. That's my man's. Y'all was hating. I rep. For, I was trying to rep for my man's. You know what I'm saying? No, I fuck with Ben Simmons. I was the, the one real, saying that like when the real when deep was. I was the one that was saying when when Embiid was injured that that Ben Simmons was looking like Giannis Light. Like I still we did have those that. conversations. We did have those conversations. But like, but yeah, that's a you have to give up on that. I gotta give up on that dream up, right now. My man passed up a dunk. Trey oh Young. Oh my god, he passed up a Trey dunk. Young was there. All he had to do was just reach his arm up and dunk over Trey Young. <laughs> I was so his explanation made me matter, bro. He was like, "No, nah, I seen Gallinari come and help." So I'm like, hey, "Gallinari, dunk! What are you about to do? <laughs> dunk the ball? What you mean, Gallinari? What you mean, bro? Help me, help me, bro! Yo, how sick? Of, I do want to ask how sick of Rich Paul. How sick of Ben Simmons is Rich Paul, bro? He's got to be over this, right? Because I don't think Ben is listed. Because people, there are people who think Rich Paul is doing this. Like Rich Paul's been a good agent, unless you ask Nerlens Noel. He's been a pretty good agent. You know, I don't think he would advise these terrible tactics Ben Simmons is taking. Yeah, I don't, I don't think Rich Paul's telling the nigga to go to practice and like, yo, just like, don't move. <laughs> <laughs> you right, got, like, you, all right, oh, real quick. I got Ben Simmons on my fantasy trying to like. I was investing like I, I could hold out a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, I think he's coming back, so I can figure out if I gotta if I could drop him, leave him on the bro, waivers, and get somebody else. I don't even know to tell you. I don't Did even you know. See the report because he, he said mental because he said mental because he said mental health. So like, I don't even know when he's coming back now. <laughs> but did you see that like they were trying to get him professional help and help him get fresh help? Like, nah, I'm good. I don't need help. All right, we're we're what we're 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 nine games into the season so far, about eight eight to nine games. If by game yeah. fifteen he ain't playing, he off my roster. He's he's out of here. Um, there was a Reddit post I saw on RNB. I didn't read the full thing, but someone suggested that the Philly is leaking all this stuff about what they're trying to do because they can get litigation to get their money back that they paying them. Mm. I was like, you know I, what? I wouldn't sounds, be surprised. Sounds pretty right to me. There's also a conspiracy theory that Darren Moore hates Rich Paul, which is why he's not trading. Um, Ben, which also sounds right, actually. 
Yeah, Daryl Morey went. The only person that would have traded for Ben Simmons is Daryl Morey. Too bad he has, he's in the organization. You know what I'm saying? Daryl Morey went on a Philly radio station and was like, yo, I'm not trading this nigga. We can do this for another four years if you want to. Bro, Daryl has never understood the people part of basketball, and it's been his biggest downfall. He's just like, I got bodies and they play basketball, so everything should work out okay. Like, there was literally an episode of, um, What's that show? Open Court? Mm-hmm. A few years ago, right? Because I'm hearing about Daryl Morey. They had the GMs up there. I don't know if y'all watched. They had the GMs up there. Like, Bob Myers up there. Um, I think somebody from Toronto was up there. A few guys were up there, right? And mm-hmm. and um, Daryl Moore was up there, right? And at some point, Daryl was like, yeah, I need players. They were talking about chemistry or whatever. And Bob, and they're laughing. And Bob, I was like, yeah, you know, chemistry from at some point. He's like, eh, eh, I think it's more numbers. Like, he literally says that, like, there in front of everybody. I'm like, okay, he really believes this. Like, he doesn't care about people. He doesn't get the people aspect of this. He just thinks it's, it's a computer. <laughs> it's a human computer. <laughs> he doesn't understand the actual, like, chemistry aspects of, of what needs to take place, which is why he'll never be fully successful. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Shout out to Darren Moore, though. Shout out to Ben Simmons. Yeah. One day he'll play basketball again. I don't know when, but one do you day. Think, do, you, do you think he plays a game in Philly this year? No. In the city of Philadelphia? No. Okay. Does he play? Does he but play? Like, does he play game in Philly, Jersey? I think yeah, he's going to be on the court in Philly, yeah, Jersey. Does he play? Does he, how many to. games does he play in a Philadelphia Sixers uniform this season? I think he's going to play like three. Then there's going to be like you know what? Just shut it down. And just send him home or something. Because I just don't what? see it going like, well. I like all I can think of is this is that next season where Derrick Rose just like said I can't do this and like dipped. Oh, I forgot that like, that did happen. Yeah. Yeah. Doug. <laughs> I'm, 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 no not, no show. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sure that doesn't ha- I'm not sure that doesn't happen this year with Ben Simmons. <laughs> Oh, I don't know nothing. if ben, I don't know if Ben playing. <laughs> At this point, nothing would surprise me, but it feels like I can't see him not playing the whole season. But like, I can't see that happening. Yeah, I mean that's and, the thing. Like for me, like he's too. Yeah. I'm gonna waste an entire year. Right. Right. Like, and at this point, the only way you're going to change anything about your narrative is by playing basketball, literally, whether it's it's for Philly for a few games and then get traded, whether it's finally get traded, you got a whole new fresh start. Nothing changes without you having some activity on the court, yeah. which is why I've been holding out. But I don't know. And like I'm, I'm getting nervous. It, it also doesn't it feel like like Daryl's trying to get this super trade because he said he went trading. He didn't want trading for role players, but you're not. Dame, you're not getting. There's no that are actually really trying to get traded right now. Like, what level player are you gonna I get? Said from the jump, that that nigga should have took Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> and he ain't even all that. That's that's your man's. But we ain't gotta get into that. No, I'm not even saying that Malcolm Brogdon's all that. But if you're looking for somebody, like, saying, yeah, it's like that yeah, can that's shoot, the, that's, that can shoot and handle yeah. the ball, and like get like, like, whatever, get whatever else back. I'm like, that would been the best you got. I'm just glad. I'm glad they didn't do that because I couldn't follow Ben Simmons Indiana. I couldn't. I personally couldn't do it. I hate that franchise. I don't know if y'all know this. I why hate, hate the, the Pacers? Because they rep, they they support a fictional high school movie and act like that's a real thing. Remember that? <laughs> the Hickory Farm jerseys. Oh my god! For, man. for a fictional movie. I hate that. I hate that. I've hated them ever since that happened. Honestly, I've just been so disgusted. I don't know why it's like you're saying that. Like, it's like, like the Rockets like, in Philadelphia. I hate that you know, too. I'm about, I'm about to say, like, you a Philly fan? Like, come on, bro. <laughs> I'm a Ben Simmons supporter and a Eagles fan. 
the rocket statue, I don't get. I don't like that either. I hate the rocket statue too. I have no doubt to see that. But yeah, that's that'd be my feelings. Don't don't make fictional movies your landmark, the landmark of your city. That's just my message to the world. To America. But yeah. Uh now I'm depressed thinking about Ben Simmons. Thank, <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> Uh, last thing, there, there, there was a there was an update on the, in the New York Post today that uh, the new mayor of New York may revisit the vaccine mandate to let Kyrie Irving play for the Nets. So if you're the if you're the Nets, do you even want can we that? track the campaign money and see if he got funded by uh, the Nets owner? Why don't Kyrie Irving just pull at Aaron Rodgers like Aaron Rodgers got away with it, right? Like Kyrie Irving can't get away with the it? NBA. The NBA is stupid at the NFL. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> and, and can we be real? Yeah. The NBA can't get away with that because, you know, they got black people. Facts. And, you know, you know how that goes. You let these people do whatever they want. You know how that, you know how that would go mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love the NFL is going to add in nobody Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be hilarious. No, he like really like petition like, yo, y- y'all sure, y'all sure I can't do this? <laughs> right, right. That's gonna be yeah. That's gonna be yeah. I can't wait to have four opportunities. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> I love I love the interviews with like they asked them in the in the before the season started. Bruh, were you were you I mean, vaccinating? I'm, yeah, I'm immunized. I'm I'm immunized. I'm about to start saying that now. You know, I'm vaccinated. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Bro was out here taking taking flaxseed oil and I'm like I'm good. <laughs> His girl's even crazier. Bro, I yo I saw that today. I saw that quote today. Prince, do you see the quote about that uh, his, what is, what is his girl had made apparently she early in the year? Did you see that? Nah, his girl be um. I want to. I want. She uh, <laughs> she uh, she thinks people. I got. Like, I got the like, whole quote. You ready for this? She be she be eating clay and making her own toothpaste <laughs> and making her and making her own medicines and she don't. They don't be going to doctors. She be like on some real like doctor CB shit. What is happening? Yeah. You ready? All right, here we go. All right, this is is sweet. All right. This, this is a quote from the tweets from an article. She said, this is Shayna Wood. She said, I think everything about my lifestyle is fairly alternative. I gather my own spring water from mountains every month. I go to a farm to get my food. And going to a farm to get food, that's cool, right? But then, here we go. I make everything from my own toothpaste to my own body lotions and face oils. I could go on for hours. I make my own medicines. I don't get those from doctors. I make my own cheese and forage wild foods and identify wild plants. It's an entire lifestyle. It's appealing to my soul. It was in our face the whole time. It was in our face the whole time. This is what's worse, though. There was a tweet from 2020 from Jenna Lane, right? ASPN? Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this is what it says. This is from October of 2020. So apparently Aaron Rodgers is a, is a chemtrail conspiracy guy. On Sunday, NFL Countdown, Wallace Seneca asked, said, Rodgers asked him, what do, you think of, what do you think all that stuff is flying behind the jet stream? Do you think it has anything to do with why everybody's getting cancer? So... Aaron been about this life. We just didn't we just didn't see it. Well, this is who he is, apparently. Immunized. He's immunized. Immunized is great. I mean, he is now. You know, he got he got plenty of antibodies now. <laughs> All right. I think I think that's I think I think that's far enough here. I think we're good. Now. Cut that. Can I cut that? Yeah. No, I think no, that's a good <laughs> Done. I'm done. Yep, we're done. We're out. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'll stop recording.